Part 3. Freedom in Philadelphia One can only imagine the feeling Harriet experienced when she finally made it to Philadelphia. Philadelphia was known as a thriving safe haven for fugitive slaves and free persons of color. It was a natural gateway between the North and the South and for over a century had a strong network of anti-slavery organizations. There were reportedly 20,000 free blacks at the time of Harriet's arrival. Though the black people still would have lingered at the lower rung of the economic ladder, she would have seen black people existing in an entirely new and exciting capacity. As community leaders, as entrepreneurs, and religious figures. In her first approved biography by Sarah Bradford, published in 1869, she was quoted as saying, When I found I had crossed that line, I looked at my hands to see if I was the same person. There was such a glory over everything. The sun came like gold through the trees and over the fields. And I felt like I was in heaven. A beautiful sentiment. However, some of the details of Bradford's biography were embellished and inaccurate. Some accounts have been dispelled from the mouth of Harriet herself. Whether this quote is accurate or not, the belief is that it certainly captures the essence of what Harriet may have felt at the moment. We do know that while this feeling would be one that she would cherish, it was also one that she would become determined to share with her family. I was a stranger in a strange land. My father... My mother, my brothers and sisters and friends were in Maryland, but I was free, and they should be free. Illiteracy combined with her fugitive status made finding employment a difficult prospect in those early months of freedom in Philadelphia. While Philadelphia was known for its opportunities and leadership in its thriving free black community, Harriet would have likely found her first work as a domestic, but very soon, all of that would change. And at the very same time, the federal government was in the process of enacting a policy that may have lit the fire that would cause Harriet to eventually earn the nickname, the Moses of her people. September 18, 1850, just one year and one day after Harriet made that first journey, the Fugitive Slave Act would get passed. And then once you got free with the uh, Fugitive Slave Act, there was a law that said, you know, any citizen could arrest you and get and send you back. So it wasn't just, you know, getting free and then that's it. So this is a very difficult thing to do. You know, escaping is one thing, but then keeping your trail clear is another this would threaten Harriet's and all other free blacks and fugitive slave status in the U.S. Philadelphia was no longer as safe as it once was just a year prior. And around the same time, Harriet would receive news that would change her life forever. She found out through friends and family members that her beloved niece and two children were scheduled for sale. She knew that she had to go back. This would be the first time she would have gone back to a slave state to shepherd someone to freedom. And this would be the mission that launched her legendary career as an underground railroad agent. 
Stay tuned for part four where we talk more about this groundbreaking mission, an unexpected encounter with her husband back in Maryland, and Harriet's determination to get all of her enslaved family members back to freedom. My name is Colin Harden. This is Harriet Tubman, the greatest American hero for Hermit House Productions. <laughs>